When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors— weird, but it works. Today's special is a midweek terrifying tidbit. I'm your hostess, M. Chantrist, and with me are the devilishly delightful Ashlise and Elvira. Welcome, ladies. See, I feel like I need to do something spooky, but I've got no ideas. So, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I want to suck your blood. Well, this story this story's spooky, so I think it should be good. I hope you're ready for an unnerving story that is perfect to whet the appetite for October spookiness. Nice. Our story begins with the discovery of an unusual limestone statue unearthed at Lempa, Cyprus in 1878. And yes, I will likely be doing this voice the entire episode. Nice, I'm here for it. I mean, nice, that's awesome, and I totally dig it. (laughs) You sound like Zach Baggins. I know. I'm going to use my Zach Baggins voice. I'm not going to talk because (laughs) I've got got the one voice and then Blue from Blue's Clues, and neither of those are scary. (laughs) No, Blue's not terribly spooky. All right. According to the gypsythread.org, there aren't any records of the actual discovery of the statue, which I can say that after searching and searching, I can affirm that I, too, was unable to find any identifiers regarding its discovery. So it's unknown who found it or under exactly what circumstances it was unearthed. Mm. The piece, which is estimated to date to somewhere around 3500 BCE was thought to likely represent either a fertility statue or possibly a goddess and was commonly known as the woman from Lem, which is lame because it was found in Lempa. So come on. (laughs) They were like, people probably can't pronounce that, so we're going to shorten it. L-E-M-B sounds way better than L-E-M-P-A. I couldn't find an exact description of the size, but it does appear to be unusual in form for statues from that time and region. Most statues were cruciform, looking kind of like a cross if you don't get that. With arms stretched out to the sides, legs straight down, and long necks with goofy, blockish-looking heads, kind of like Minecraft. (laughs) Okay, wait a second. Did you? (laughs) 
Did you like Minecraft? <laughs> Did you just say cruciform and then be like, in case you're dumb, it's a cross, yeah. and then proceed to describe a cross shape? <laughs> yep. <laughs> just to drive it home. Just in case I'm hallucinating, I gotta check. <laughs> you never know. People might be unfamiliar with the cross. The woman from Lem, however, seems to possess some pretty luscious curves. It has the usual cruciform arms, long neck, and blocky weird head. But instead of straight, simple legs, it has some seriously impressive hips. So it really stands apart from the other pieces from that time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Pussy drop. (laughs) The cat cat in the background, I'm fine. (laughs) Emmett's really into this story right now. (laughs) (laughs) I heard luscious hips and came (laughs) a-running. One of the reasons people find this figure so mysterious is because of its shape. It's unusual compared to its contemporaries, but I think that a potential explanation could be that it was a depiction of a predecessor to the goddess Aphrodite, the goddess of love and (laughs) beauty. The reason I speculate this is because Cyprus, and particularly the region in which the statue was discovered, is said to be the birthplace of Aphrodite. So the idea that it was a fertility statue, or goddess with those luscious hips, found in the birthplace of one of history's most famous goddesses of love, makes absolute sense. Following its discovery, it didn't take long for the statue to gain a bit of a reputation and a rather ominous nickname. That certainly doesn't scream love. It is now known as the goddess of death. And it is thought to be one of the most cursed objects in existence. Nice. If we lick it, does that mean it's ours? I'm not sure you want to lick her. I mean, Aaron, go check out the statue of death. We're going to leave you alone with it for an entire (laughs) night and see what happens. Will he be alive in the morning? Let's find out. <laughs> I'm guessing probably not based on this, uh, the history of this piece. The first person said to have owned it was Lord Elfont. Yep, like elephant, but not. <laughs> he was likely a Brit since Cyprus was a British colony at that time. What wasn't a British colony <laughs> at that time? Like, what even... <laughs> They kind of got around. (laughs) Those whores. (laughs) Within six years of acquiring the statue, the Lord and his entire family, six additional people, all died what have been described as mysterious deaths. The second owner was Ivor Minucci, and his whole family suffered from a similar fate within only four years of coming into possession of the statue. I think right about here is where I'd like to be. I I don't know. If somebody offered me this thing, I'd say, "Mm, thanks, but no thanks. But apparently all that death was not so off-putting to other people because Lord Thompson Knoll was next up to get his hands on the artifact. And sure enough, within four years, everyone in his family was dead, too. The rumored final private owner was Sir Alan Biverbrook, because that is the most ridiculous name ever. Sounds like Beaverbrook. <laughs> you just wanted to say beaver. I did. I was like, I need to sneak this in. 
Damn you. <laughs> That's what she said, Aaron. <laughs> Somehow, only most of Sir Beaver's family died. <laughs> Lord Beaverton. Lord Beaverton. <laughs> of the Beaverton fame. <laughs> He and all the other beavers in his family, including his wife and two daughters, suffered the curse of the goddess of death. But his two beaverless sons survived. And they were basically like, get this thing the fuck away from us. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, but did they make a really nice coat out of all the bells? <laughs> oh, God. They made a lovely top hat. Dad, you'll always be with me. <laughs> oh, God. And they were like, I say good day. And tipped the hat. I say good day. And they had a monocle, probably. I don't know. <laughs> the name like Lord Beaverton. They formed a quilting club with Ed Gein. <laughs> Gross. So the sons wanted nothing to do with this figurine, so they donated it to what was then known as the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh which is now known as the National Museum of Scotland. And then the museum died. <laughs> After four years. You might not be wrong. <laughs> Initially, the museum was like, sweet, we're putting the sucker on display because it'll bring in the big bucks. Tosh on curses. But that was a mistake. The museum curator who'd handled the statue died within one year of acquiring it. Oh, it's speeding up now. That's when the museum basically came out with the world's longest pair of tongs and removed it from display. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait. So what you're saying is, if I handle it with the world's longest pair of tongs and then put it in a box and then send that box to my enemy and they don't know what it is, they'll probably all die. <laughs> I can guarantee it. I want to do it. <laughs> Supposedly, it now sits in a glass case in a basement vault where human hands can never again touch it. So everyone who was ever known to have touched this thing, aside from Sir Mr. Beaver's sons, were said to have died mysterious deaths. What's interesting, though, is that none of these people appear in any searches or archives. Granted, I didn't go for a deep dive, but I can't even find record of that lordship title ever existing. So, IDK. <laughs> Further complicating the search is a complete lack of a timeline. We have no way of knowing when any of these people lived or died, or even a date for the donation to the museum on which to base a search. There also doesn't appear to be any record of the statue at the National Museum of Scotland either. Funny enough, as I was researching this, I saw a tweet from another podcast called Pinky Pod. They asked the museum whether the statue was in their inventory. And the museum basically said, I didn't care. You have to ask collections because that's not our issue. They don't know because Nicolas Cage came and stole it and replaced it with the Declaration of Independence. True facts. <laughs> Which you also don't want to touch, but only because it has old white man germs on it. <laughs> there are images of the statue, and there does appear to be a plaque about its discovery in Cyprus. So the thing probably exists. Where it mysteriously disappeared to, no one really seems to know. Is it hidden away somewhere? Is it so cursed someone felt it should be erased from history? 
I can say that I found a site called Cyprus for Travelers, which talks about a display from a museum in Cyprus. This display shows a statue that is a dead ringer for the one cited elsewhere as the goddess of death. However, this page says that it's actually a double deity, so it's essentially two idols that intersect. One of them's kind of sitting on the other guy's lap. It's a little weird. It's sexual. That's what it's it is. It's a little sexual. They're scissoring? No, they're <laughs> sitting on each other's laps. Oh. Yeah. I like my version better. I like it better, too. <laughs> It'd be far more interesting, but far less cruciform. Yeah, that's true. And that is the story of the goddess of death. Ingredients for this dish were sourced from thegypsythread.org, a Wikipedia page on the National Museum of Scotland, thecypresstravelers.net, and jeadvm.com. I don't know what it's short for, but that's what it is. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) And that is the curse of the goddess of death. I dig it. Not literally, because then I'd be dead. But. I want to give it to somebody, like, as a present. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're pulling on Elvira this week. Yep. She's always the one that wants to send somebody hey, else to their doom. I found these fun seats in this cemetery. I think you should sit on it. See what happens. <laughs> hey, I found this really cool statue I don't feel like touching. Will you touch it for me? That sounds naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to touch this. It's got luscious curves. (laughs) Stroke those curves. But it also has a head like a Minecraft character. Isn't that sexy? (laughs) Mm, Yes. Spoiler alert, Aaron was dead. (laughs) The whole time. (laughs) Well, I think it's about time to close up the restaurant for the night. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of Cursed Statue. Pineapple Pizza Podcast Spooky and chilling, not everyone understands our ghoulishness, but we're glad that you do, question mark. (laughs) If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice, because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, $7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget... You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pine App Pizza Pod. That's Pine App A-P-P Pizza Pod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at Pine App A-P-P Pizza Pod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else and I don't want to be held responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.